You're listening to the Fit Me Forever podcast, episode number 44. Welcome to the Fit Me Forever podcast hosted by the OmniFit. We're about all things fitness. We help women get off the diet roller coaster to find sustainable health, embracing life right where you are on the way to where you're going. I'm Coach Jody V, a certified nutrition coach who specializes in helping women become physically and mentally strong to regain energy for a life they love. I would like to welcome my co-host, Kayla Duncan, owner of the OmniFit, and fellow colleague and nutrition coach, Taylor Noel. Together, we are the OmniFit. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're talking about a very common topic, sleep. There is so much that we could go into about sleep, why it's so important, how you can improve it, but that would literally take forever. So in this episode, you get to hear how each of us manage our sleep. We collectively rounded up five basic principles that you can use for yourself to improve your sleep. One thing that I didn't mention though is caffeine. Caffeine impacts everyone differently. Well, similarly to everything else that we pretty much talk about, but more often than not, caffeine ingested too late in the day can be the culprit of some pretty frustrating sleep disturbances. The half-life of caffeine is five to six hours. So that means that half of the amount that you consumed will be out of your system at that time. So for example, if you have a grande blonde roast coffee from Starbucks around 2 p.m., that is about 300 milligrams of caffeine. It could be like 8 p.m. and you'd still have half of that in your system, like 150 milligrams. So if you particularly struggle with falling asleep, take a look at your overall caffeine consumption and the timing that you're actually consuming that caffeine. I also have to mention, we are wrapping up month three in the Fit Me Forever membership program, which means that we're getting ready to onboard and begin a new program on April 1st. But we've got it all set up so that you can join us at any time. So you don't have to wait. When you join, you'll immediately onboard into our mobile app and get your profile all set up. And then you'll have immediate access into the program from your phone. It is truly brainless in terms of following a system. There's no wasting time in the gym or on pulling up spreadsheets or forgetting your notebook. It is literally all right there on your phone. And I'm in the group regularly answering your questions and posting tips. Plus you have access to one-to-one accountability calls at our member rate. So if you wanted to connect with a coach one-on-one, that's also an option for you. My point is you have to check this out. You can use the code FMF40 and save 40%. That is 40% per month as long as you're a member. You just have to follow that link that's in the show notes below. Alrighty, let's hop right into today's episode. Hey ladies, welcome back to the podcast. I'm here with Kayla and Taylor, and today we are talking about five principles of better sleep. And the reason why we picked this topic today, number one, it's super important, but we were having a conversation with Tay Um, lately. She's just been like, I don't know what it is. Everything is good in life. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but I am having trouble sleeping. So we got to chatting about it. We thought it would be a really great, um, just real quick topic to um, touch base on with you all and get some takeaways. So Tay, talk to us about what's going on. Yeah. So, well, first off, this is just a super good topic for for anybody because this is such a crucial and paramount um, subject and uh, variable to progress. But 
yeah, I think the biggest thing that I can think of right now, I wanted to pull my hair out because I'm just thinking to myself, why can't I sleep? And you ladies are asking me, you know, are you doing this? Are you doing this? Are you doing this? So I just thought I'd share with you guys some of those things that um, we're talking about and could be an issue to even evaluate in your own lives or that I'll be sharing some things that we kind of had to evaluate. Um, especially in this new season of life for me as being a newlywed, just some things that I personally have been struggling with. And I know every married person out there can totally relate to this. Um, sleeping with another human is a whole different thing. <laughs> you're hot all the time. You're saying, don't cuddle me. <laughs> uh, you're, they're snoring, so you leave the room or slap them, whatever you like to do. Yeah, some like it hot, <laughs> some, some like, like it cold. Something. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I don't want to wake you up, but you're waking me up with your snoring. So yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean, we kind of evaluated some, some routines that I have done for years. I've, and we'll kind of be running through those with supplements. I've always taken magnesium. Um, I have a nighttime ritual that with reading that always gets me tired, uh, other supplements I like to take, but I, had mentioned or Kayla had mentioned to me that, you know, just some stressors that don't seem like stressors that are pure excitement, but in my subconscious mind that I'm still processing while I'm sleeping uh, because some exciting things are happening in my life. And yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. So yeah, lots of excitement going on. And so, um, but yeah, I just think the biggest thing is just trying to ride it out, but also evaluating what you're doing and what I could be doing. Um, to change some of those things. So we have five principles for better sleep. Yeah. So I have a question for you guys. Like, yeah, let's dig in. Um, so do you guys go to bed at the same time as your spouses or, or generally different times? So like routine is really important to sleep cycle, right? Yes. Um, I, we, we usually retire to the bedroom at the same time. Um, I, well, we, we kind of switch. One of the things that I'm not really good at is always going to bed around the same time every night. Um, if there's no beanings or you know, nothing to do with work, then as soon as we put Aiden down, then it's like, all right, well, let's just go to bed. And so we've tried to watch our movies and our TV kind of in the living room more. And that's honestly more for Mitchell's sleep patterns than mine. I don't seem to be impacted by negative routines but we always travel together. I personally just wouldn't sleep really well if I go in there. I'm like, what is he doing in there? Why is he he awake? What's happening? Come in here and read here. Come in here, which is just so funny um, because I know a lot of people don't. What about you guys? I had to figure it out with being a newlywed. And so I... At first, I was totally weirded out. I'm like, uh, should we be going to the bed at the same time? Or what What should be happening here? So we finally made it just a more routine. And it's one of those things where it's in place now. We don't even think about it. It just happens. We say, I'm going to go take a shower. Okay, I'll be in soon. That kind of thing. So, um, But I feel like at this point, we, we go to bed around the same time. But we're just laying in bed doing separate things. Um, and just like talking back and forth. One thing that my husband does that I could never do, I just don't get it. He watches YouTube videos and like surfs the web. And I, I just, I could not fall asleep from that. And the light is so bright in his face. Like, how do you do that? It's so funny you mentioned that. Scott and I are (laughs) totally different schedules because um, his work schedule. So he is, he's just a night owl. 
and he likes to sleep later in the morning. I am an early morning person. I've always been an early morning person and I could be in bed like, you know, 9 30, 10 o'clock. Um, but my job, my day job also starts earlier. So I have to kind of back that up. And as the older I've gotten, eight hours of sleep is paramount. Like I cannot go days where I have even shaved off an hour because that starts accumulating. And by the end of the week, I'm just, it's just really rough. Um, but my hubby loves to do that too. Like he watches YouTube videos. For me, that blue light, which is one of the, our principles for good sleep is to make sure you turn off screen time earlier because it can affect your rhythms, your circadian rhythms, and then you, you know, can't get to sleep. And it's this compounding thing. Um, I know that I've experienced that personally. What about you guys? Yeah, I feel like um, before I got married, I didn't have a TV and I didn't like watching TV. (laughs) So I would not really be on anything. Uh, so, and I, it really doesn't, I could do with or without, but we, it's a, it's a way that we like to bond is by watching like criminal minds or something. So, but prior to bed, like an hour laying in bed, trying to fall asleep, I actually have a setting on my phone and most iPhones have this, maybe Androids too, where you can, um, switch the lighting to night mode where it kind of changes the hue a little bit to more of a yellowish hue. And it kind of helps with that blue light. So I have that turn on at 8 p.m., which is pretty early. And so I adjust it from there. And then I actually turn the the screen way, way down because I love to read before I go to bed, but I just read a book on my phone and I lay on, I lay in my bed and just like hold one hand up <laughs> and I'm reading my book, but it's, it's yeah. super dark and the screen is black too. The words are white. The screen is black. So it's very, very dark and my eyes get heavy and I could hardly read. So it works for me and I've, I've noticed great results with that, but, um, I couldn't watch something to and fall asleep. I'd just be thinking. So I right. like to read. That's one thing that has been great for me. You say those settings are the same on, on screens, you know, not just, on you know, like mm-hmm. on my laptop or computer. Um, definitely. If you guys aren't aware of that, look, look into your screen settings and, and turn those things on at a certain time for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're super helpful. I was going to say I do very similar with Ute. I like to read real books before bed and not on my phone, but when I start to get sleepy and fall asleep, the process of putting the book away and turning the light off kind of wakes me up. (laughs) So (laughs) I I have like, right, right. Yeah. The same thing. So, um, the same thing I, I have the dark setting on my phone and anything that I might be reading, I turn it so that it's inverted so that it's dark in the back and white words. And that works really well. I honestly don't Mm -hmm. often have any trouble sleeping. And that's actually why I had mentioned that to you, Tay, about the, what might be not categorized as stress, but instead just excitement and things is because like when we just moved, um, my mind going, um, you had mentioned, Tay, I don't know if you mentioned it while we were on this podcast already, but it's not the falling asleep that is actually troublesome. It's the waking up in the middle of the night. Right. And that's what I hear yes. from a lot of people. Yeah. It's the waking up and then being like, mm-hmm. 
oh my gosh, why? And then there's like an anxiety that comes after it's been happening for a little while of, oh, here we go again. I'm going to be awake and I have to, (laughs) so this is a conversation I've had with so many clients. Um, And GABA is really great in terms of a supplement for falling asleep, but it doesn't necessarily help with the sleep pattern of staying asleep, like something like melatonin might. And I don't often Mm -hmm. recommend something like melatonin because it can interfere with your body's natural sleep cycles. Um, but it might be something for you guys to look into or to talk to your doctor about if waking up in the middle of the night tends to be something that you struggle with. And just to kind of go through our points. So number one was having a nighttime routine. Number two is the blue light and limiting screen time. And number three is going to go right into this kind of waking up in the middle of the night for a lot of people get up to go to the bathroom and their body prompts them to wake up, they pee, and then they're awake. Yeah. Or you've got a crying baby, you know, I don't want to forget about that population. It's like that. You're just that, that constant, that disruption. Oh yeah. Right. 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 And so Mm -hmm. apart from, we'll talk about crying baby in a second, but the um, waking up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, one of the things that you can start doing and just see if it helps you is to stop drinking water intentionally about three hours before you retire to the bedroom. So a lot of times that is dinner time. And after that, you're just kind of sipping. Um, but that has been shown to really help a lot, especially if you're also taking the advice that we've given on previous podcasts for drinking more water. And that's usually the biggest complaint whenever a client says, I'm drinking more water and I feel really great, but I cannot wake up in the middle of the night. Like it's not worth that to me. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of fun. Um, like for me personally, if I, if I stop drinking water that early, I wake up thirsty. So what like my thirst will wake me up in the night because it's probably because I sleep with my mouth open. I have no idea, but it's just kind of one of those funny things. Like, so like for myself personally, I found like three hours is too much. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say to the listeners, like play with that. If you have trouble with it, um, for me about an hour and a half is perfect. And it also is an indicator whether or not I've been well hydrated during the day, because if I wake up with that, with that thirst, it's like, okay, I probably didn't drink enough water today. So it's just one of those other keys. You know, Mm -hmm. one of the other principles is just, just hormonal cycles. Um, You know, where you're at in, in your menstrual cycle or, like for me, I'm not cycling right now and it's the hormones and it's the temperature thing. I wake up because I'm too cold or I'm too hot. And, and so to have the room, um, in a, in a right temperature is super important to not only getting to sleep, but staying to sleep. Yeah. That's a really great point. And I love how you said Jody about it's so personal. It's going to be individual for everybody. Anything that we recommend, it's going to be individual for everybody. But from the nighttime routines, like our point in kind of sharing what we do is to give you a couple ideas. And as you'll hear, we all have very different routines. That's also not very different for our exercise and nutrition. We all eat and exercise quite differently for what works in our life right now, even though at one point in time, it might've looked very, very similar. And so be open and be you know, moldable for your body on previous episodes, we've talked about, you know, thinking about your body as, you know, a person and like what she does for you, like, listen to her, she's talking to you. And so kind of tune in a little bit instead of getting immediately frustrated. And hopefully some of these tips will, um, will pay off, you know, and, ha- and have you getting better sleep. Cause as Taylor mentioned, mm-hmm. I mean, sleep 
in regards to recovery, in regards to dealing with stress, uh, all of that ties to whether or not you're going to move forward and make progress or not. And that could be with fat loss or with muscle gain. Sleep is a requirement. You can't go without it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So moving into bullet point number five, which is our last principle of better sleep, is what you're eating in your last meal or right before bed, what is going to work best for you? And again, it's kind of something to, to change a little bit, but for a while there was a fad that you know carbs disappeared at dinner time, that you eat your carbs earlier in the day because you know they're going to get stored as fat. And that's a myth. That's not, that's not true at all. Yeah. We know that fat storage comes from you know, a caloric surplus or you know not fat storage comes from a caloric deficit or maintenance phase so try eating higher carbohydrates in your later meals and that can be a snack before bed or that could be with dinner time because there is a direct correlation with more serotonin being produced when you have a higher carbohydrate intake before bed right i think you know that that is a really important point in science now they know that almost 95% of serotonin is produced in the gut I think I may have mentioned that on another podcast, and that's huge for the whole relaxation component of preparing for bed. So, and then you're also not going to wake up hungry. I think we've all experienced those days, like back in competition time, where you woke up and you're just like, my body's eating itself, you know, type of thing, the craziness. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, carbs um, definitely, definitely help with just the, the wind down. Um, but again, you know, be mindful of the choices that you make with those carbohydrates and, you know, whole food, natural uh, plant sources is really what you want to be gra- gravitating to rather than those processed carbs that, or, or alcohol can also cause problems with you not mm-hmm. sleeping or waking up sleeping as well. So all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, alcohol alcohol can be extremely disruptive to sleep cycles just because it's messing so much with your your blood sugars and they're kind of going everywhere. So I don't know if our listeners uh, they might resonate with something like that and have to evaluate that. Jody, that reminded me when you were talking about serotonin is with our as as women with our menstrual cycles, serotonin is is dipping, increasing and decreasing at different times. So that can dramatically affect our sleep as well. And I don't know about you guys, but I've actually found it better when I eat a snack before bed because that hunger almost distracts me and I feel even more awake and I feel like I'm not doing good as of lately anyway. But I know that it was something that I had to do before because of competing. But now I almost feel better with eating something prior to, and I can fall asleep a little bit better. But as, as our advice is for everybody, just having to really find out what works for you. And especially to, I know that we're going to be going over this in our membership group, but in the future, we're going to be doing a hormone seminar, which we're super excited about. Um, It changes all the time with our with our cycle and just how some of those those tips work with being able to track your cycle what exactly are you going through every every day of your cycle what is changing if you ovulate those sort of things and how you can make decisions to better that yeah that's going to be a great session i can't wait yes. yeah awesome. all right guys well short and super exciting just um, those five principles for better sleep a nighttime routine 
the blue light limiting some screen times, checking your water intake, either you know stopping a little bit before bed, and how your menstrual cycle or hormonal changes can be impacting your sleep and what you can kind of do about that. And even just knowing that not to be fearful, like, oh, well, I've, I've recognized that this happens during my cycle. And so I'm not going to be stressed out about it or become anxious. You know that it's going to pass because it is just a cycle. And then also what you're eating before bed can have a huge impact on having better sleep. And then we also mentioned some of those common issues about interfering with sleep. So we're all in this together. <laughs> we all have to sleep and we've we all, are. I know <laughs> we've had good sleep. We've had bad sleep, but that aiming to have better sleep is, is obviously should be the goal. As I've said before, fit me forever is about you. It truly is a state of being and not just another program to follow. If you haven't already, we would love to hear how you're using the tools and the strategies that we discuss on this podcast to maximize your results. It would mean so much to us for you to leave us a review. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you guys next time.